are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows, here are your hosts. long and This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. This is Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. This is episode 57. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And hello, I am Miles P. McLaughlin. And we're so glad that you're joining us. This is a place we're sitting down with our listeners, you guys, talking about the things that you're talking about, that you're writing into us, listening to some of your listener feedback voicemail, and just going from there. Right. So it's an exciting time to talk about what's going on in the world of sci-fi. Although, you know, honestly, except for some movies that are out, there's not a lot of television to be talking about, at least not new television. Not for a couple weeks, yeah. Falling Skies, is that this weekend? I th- Yeah. It, it is, is this weekend. So Falling week. Skies coming mm-hmm. out. We're excited about that. That will mm-hmm. give us something to talk about. Right. Alphas is going to be uh, soon coming out. Warehouse 13. So we have some stuff that's coming down the pike, mm-hmm. but not, not right now. So we're a little bit in law here. I, I did watch the new um – um, the new show uh, Saving Hope with uh, Erica Durant and, and Michael Shanks. Right. And um, not totally a sci-fi thing. I watched it mainly because I'm familiar with their work. Um, um, first episode was interesting. Um, I, I thought – I mean it was interesting but I wasn't sure if I would continue watching it. But then I saw the coming attractions for next week. I thought, well, OK. Now, now I'll see the second one when it comes so Maybe up. it'll hook you. Maybe it'll hook me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did do a little bit of search and seeing where can I find person of interest legally to download. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Right. I even tweeted them. No, mm-hmm. no response. Jobs. And our, 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 our Canadian listeners are probably enjoying Continuum, which we can't Yes, do. which I would love to also watch. And You're I right. don't know when it's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I suppose there's ways I could watch it if I wanted to. but Which we, we, we do not endorse. Yep, we do not endorse or promote. <laughs> but anyways, Miles, what other than a saving hope, what is going on in your world of sci-fi? Well, um, I, I didn't watch Fringe when it first came on. It was really when you and I started a podcast together that I started watching it. And so there's a lot of season one that I never watched before. So um, I'm about probably halfway through season one. Ah, uh, the John Scott saga. Yes, yes. So yeah. and just seeing Walter at his, uh, you know craziest uh, early on you know he's really has stabilized as the season's gone hasn't he he has but yeah. he's he, he's but um he's he, you know he, he has his moments yeah yeah uh, but we got but he definitely has more moments in season one <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has some of the best moments right so uh, and uh, what else is going on uh, i just purchased the latest uh, star trek novel for my kindle um star trek uh, plagues of night um and so uh about uh, I, I, maybe a third through the book now i'm enjoying that too Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. So, what's the premise of this book? Um, there, there, the um, a lot of the powers, like the Romulans, the Breen, the um, 
uh, Gorn and a few other races have allied together basically to stand against the Federation. Um, and the Federation one, – one Federation – one tactical advantage Federation has is the quantum slipstream drive that was mentioned in Star Trek Voyager. Um, so there, there's a there's, there's a storyline where they the the Romulans and Breen uh, come together to try to steal this technology. Right. right. And so um, uh, Cisco plays heavily in this book. Um, Spock is seen in this book. So yeah. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, I, Miles, finally finished season two of DS9. Oh, good. And there was much applause in the uh, Twitterverse <laughs> and everywhere else. And I had a bunch of people like Larry Nemechek said, you didn't watch it before? Which I, he knows that I haven't watched Trek. He just forgot. Uh, and there was someone else, Mike and Matt or whoever follows me, that said, you didn't watch it before? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. And I, But I'm going to tell you, and we had some applause on Twitter. Richard uh, Naravet said, the majority of season seven was phenomenal, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And Lee Kemp said, it's about time. Because <laughs> he was one of the people that said, hey, it'll be interesting to see how this develops for you. And then I kind of stalled on season two for a while because just because of uh, things that were going on in my life. But, you know, one of the top episodes for me in the first two seasons had to be the hologram episode. Do you remember the episode where they go down to the planet and discover this this village that are okay. uh, reminding me very much of a measure of a man? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, are holograms really real? Right. And do they deserve a chance to live? Sure. And so that's kind of the uh, the idea behind it, and they were able to do that. But the season two finale was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They kind of resolved it. It was a bit resolved for season two, but it did kind of lead into the next – Episodes um, of it, season three. That's what the, the continuum, the Dominion, the Dominion. Sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. talking, thinking about continuum because we talked about it, but the Dominion mm-hmm. and that whole conflict. And uh, so you saw the the, the they did you know, debut of the uh, Defiant Starship, right? Mm-hmm. The debut in destruction. AKA, not gonna say, not gonna yeah, say. And, uh, I'm, I'm only into the second or third episode. I think mm-hmm. I'm in the third episode, and so we haven't found out what's happened to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Defiant Starship, but that was kind of a cool departure for them to do that because mm-hmm. not really Trek looking. No, it was definitely a departure in Starship design. You're right. Yeah. So, but very good, and you know, very much. Uh, I'm very much excited about it, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I'm enjoying it. And these ep- these these episodes, the finale was phenomenal from season two, and the first couple episodes of season three uh, are really rocking my socks. Good. Off. Good. So I'm still waiting to see Chase Masterson. Mm-hmm. So you'll see her soon. Um, yeah, I'm sure she'll come in soon. But it's, you know, that's the only reason I'm watching. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, get to see see some more Garrick. Last episode I saw of him was one with the illness, the implant. Okay, uh, he was kind of withdrawing from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's become a, a very interesting character. In yeah, it. and uh, you know, here's the thing: all the characters really have an interesting part. Sure. So, mm-hmm. in fact, if anything, the captain is perhaps maybe the least interesting in some <laughs> cases. And I do like I, I like Avery Brooks. I like what he's doing in there, but he's this not my. Uh, mm-hmm. um, as of yet, I mean, there's he certainly has development. You certainly feel his loss and him kind of growing into. I mean, the big thing is he's now considering DS Nine his home mm-hmm. now, and I guess it's a big moment for him. But uh, the fact that these characters are growing and have depth to them, I do like. I think it's one of the things that makes this series kind of interesting for me. I think you'll see you'll, – you'll appreciate them more as the season season three progresses yeah. and, and when, especially when you get into season four. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It mm-hmm. might be a little bit, but I will work my way through them maybe this summer a little bit. Good, good. Uh, I did watch Contagion. Now, did you ever hear of this movie? I've heard of it. I, I didn't see it though. See, now this is – 
it's sci-fi in the in in the idea that they deal with like an outbreak of a flu epidemic. And so it's kind of future world because something's never really happened this way. And it's something just called, um, it's just called contagion. And they say, okay, how would we, how would we, if, if a real virus got out there that we couldn't stop, what would the impact of this be? And so it's sci-fi in that way. And I think I picked up the movie because Matt Damon's in it. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne's in it, Mm -hmm. you know, Morpheus is in it. Uh, and then there are some other, uh, um, Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. So it has some pretty big name characters. Oh, sure. But it doesn't read like a linear story like it's like day five, you know, day 12, day 26. And it kind of shows what happens. And I think Jude Law might even be in it. I could be wrong about that. The mm-hmm. guy reminds me of Jude Law anyways. A fascinating story that kind of has a neat revol- resolution, but it's an interesting look at what would happen if we've had a disease we couldn't contain. Mm-hmm. Where would we be as a world? How would we react as human beings? How? Where would our humanity go? Okay. So a real good look at that. So I liked it. Good. Yeah. And then as far as reading goes, the only reading I'm doing right now is on my uh, seven-mile uh, jogs in the morning. I'm reading uh, Earth Core by Scott Ziegler. Mm-hmm. His very first uh, pod was deemed as being the very first podcast novel, and it's mm-hmm. a good story. Mm-hmm. It's a good story with a hellish sci-fi bent that we're not sure <laughs> about yet. But it's really good. So if you d- get a chance to check it out, Miles, it's free on iTunes. Okay. Free on Earth iTunes, Core, Earth, okay. Core, Earth Core. And you can tell he's certainly grown in his podcasting shops as he's gone along. But it's a yeah, it's a good story. Mm-hmm. So I'm into it at least. Good. Let's get into our first piece of listener feedback here. And uh, this is from Scott Chandler. And, um, and he wrote in to say, let us know – well – You'll hear about what he was going to let us know. Miles, why don't you go ahead and read this for us? So, Scott and Miles, uh, I went to my mailbox yesterday, and, and something arrived there. I had forgotten about two great Star Trek comics. Please thank Jason Taylor again for me, uh, for being so uh, generous about sharing the prize we, he won. I love listening to you guys. I went to see the Avengers and Men in Black over the last three weeks. Enjoyed them both. The best scene in uh, Avengers was the, the Hulk grabbing Loki by the ankle and smashing the, the bleep out of him to the ground. Um, it was laugh out loud funny. Puny God. The <laughs> <laughs> best scene in Men in Black was the reveal at the end that Kay knew that knew Jay as a youngster. Oh, but, I ruined the film. Oh, wait. Uh, we spoil things here. That's fine. That's right. We, uh, that, go we, ahead. We, we, do, we, do, we do in this one. Uh, by the way, I live about a mile away from a very rare thing, a drive-in. We went to see both at the at the Wellfleet drive-in. It's so retro and so much fun, and now you listen through your car radio, not not the tin boxes of my youth. We had a blast. Uh, second features were Hunger Games and 21 Jump Street. We couldn't uh, take Hunger Games and left after about 15 minutes. Too horrifying a premise. 21 Jump Street was, was stupid, but provided some laughs. Anyway, uh, thanks again so much for providing us with a good informative entertainment every week, and please convey my thanks to again to Jason. Hey, Miles, good night and good luck. You too, Scott. Cape Scott, Cape Cod Scott. So, yeah, that, uh, and so he, he liked Avengers. That's a great scene with Loki there. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. you haven't seen Men in Black yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I, I'm debating whether to see it in theaters or just wait till it comes out uh, on a rental. Yeah, my wife and I need to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we'll see it or not, but mm-hmm. we, we need to go. We need to go see it. But That's probably something you two could see together, and might, she might enjoy it. She would definitely enjoy. It. She enjoyed the first two. Oh, so, good. So I would be definitely mm-hmm. there. Well, talking about uh, Men in Black, we had a listener voicemail from none other than Colin. How might listeners know Colin? 
Well, Colin has uh, been one of our longtime listeners and, and, and contributors with uh, voicemail feedback and emails. But he's also been doing his own podcast called Truck News and Views, and which which could be you know heard on, on iTunes. But also he he's joined the, the Trek FM community, um, and he's also you know he, he he you know contributes his input to other podcasts also. Right, and uh, does our YouTube. Stuff. Did you mention? He helps, he, he, I did not. He helps us. He puts our interviews on YouTube. So, listeners, if you want to go back to some of our uh, past interviews, uh, YouTube is another way to listen to them. I'm still figuring out how to embed that into my WordPress site. If any of you listeners know, let me know because I haven't figured it out. I want to embed the channel so you can rotate through the videos right on our. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, not happening. Oh, okay. But anyways, this, he, he called in to let us know his thoughts about Men in Black Three and Sherlock Holmes. So here's what Colin had to say. Hi Scott Miles, it's Colin from England. I thought I'd drop you a little voicemail because I've seen a couple of films this week and I thought I'd send you my feedback. Uh, the first one was Men in Black 3. Uh, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of laughing in the cinema so I presume other people enjoyed it as well. If you like the first two, then you'll like this one because it's essentially in the same vein. They've kept very faithful to the first two. Um, most people obviously know, you know, spoiler alert, time travel. But the time travel is done really, really well, and there's a nice little twist at the end, which I'm not going to say, because that will, you know, change the way you look at the film all the way through, but there's a nice little twist at the end. Um, Josh Brolin plays Kay brilliantly. Channels Tommy, Tommy Leakey. Channels Tommy brilliantly. Uh, will Smith is basically Will Smith, so no change there. But it was a good film. Special effects were good. Uh, the villain was suitably villainous for the type of film that it is. But I, I enjoyed it. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably give it a, maybe a 7.5. Um, the other film I seen was uh, the second Sherlock Holmes film, which I got around to seeing on DVD. And if you like the first Sherlock Holmes films, you'll definitely like this one. He's up against Moriarty, and he's done in the same type of flavour as the first one. Um... And they kept faithful to the books. If you've ever read Sherlock Holmes and the way that Moriarty dies, they have they have kept faith with that. Uh, and again, nice little twist at the end, which I kind of like. But overall, Sherlock Holmes, I'd give you... I'd probably give that a seven. Probably give that a seven. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was just brilliant in it, and Jude Law was brilliant as well. And there's some really funny moments um, throughout the film. So... Both in job of films, both good romps, both got a laugh scene, and both well played. So I can recommend both them films to people. Uh, that's it, guys. Take care. Live long and podcast, and I'll speak to you soon. So uh, what do you think about what he's saying here? He is giving another resounding um, uh, endorsement for uh, Men in Black 3. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, it's seven out of ten, but that's that's a good film. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not saying, look, this is not a movie you stay away. This is a movie that you might see in the theater, and especially you definitely want to head in DVD if you're not going to see it. Right. And, and this is kind of, I mean, it, it was ten years between this one and The Last Men in Black. Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah, it's been So it's been quite a while. So the fact that they were able to pull this off and make some money at it is a good thing. I, I mean, the that last... Last time we we were we were here, we it had um, you know beat um, Avengers at the box office. I mean, would will we be seeing a Men in Black four? I don't know. Right. I, I believe this movie this might work best as a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe. And Sherlock Holmes, did you see the first Sherlock Holmes? 
I I tried watching it. I mean, I'll have some people hate me at this, but I, I tried watching it as rental. I kind of got bored with it, so I just stopped watching. It. Oh, so you never finished it? Never finished it. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I think I even saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. It was a good watch, and so I'm actually. It's in my queue. I was just checking here. Uh, it's in my queue on the DVD, and when it's available, I will be watching that. Mm-hmm. And got to watch Total Recall first, but mm-hmm. you know for our rewind. But other than that, uh, and, and that's a plug for our rewind. By the way, if you haven't, Colin was on one of our rewinds when we did the Wrath of Khan a right. few uh, months back. Which, by the way, we didn't mention that turned thirty, didn't it? Officially, it did. mm-hmm. officially turned thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I enjoyed Sherlock Holmes a lot, and so I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Robert Downey Jr. I could always take some more of Iron Man. Oh, he's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Well, thank you, Colin, for uh, writing in and uh, actually calling in and letting us know your thoughts about what's going on in the world of sci-fi for you. Uh, we did get a photo in from Radu. Tell us about this photo. I'll, I'll post it because it's you know it's a podcast, an audio podcast, and how can you really do a photo in an audio podcast? But yes. this was a kind of a cute photo. Well, if you're looking for some, you know. Baby clothes for your baby, and if you want it Star Wars themed, this is for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is, it and is it, a, is, it is. It is a white, li- white little um, onesie, onesie, and um, it's it's uh, in black letters says uh, Storm Pooper. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, do they have a lot of poop that comes out of them. <laughs> That's for sure. So, but uh, no, this would look really cute on your baby. Yeah, definitely. Well. Those of you who listened to the last listener feedback show heard our discussion about the Blade movies. This mm-hmm. continued on into oh um, Facebook and other places, and I have officially been schooled. Uh, and and I'm willing to admit that because I went into the franchise not really knowing much about the franchise. But we had a gracious listener call in, Kevin Batchelder from the Tuning to Sci-Fi TV podcast and the Saturday B Movie Reel podcast. Here's his voicemail on what I called the Blade debacle. Hey, Scott and Miles. It's Kevin Batchelder. Hey, just want to give you some info about your Blade movies that uh, you mentioned in the last podcast. You had some trouble finding the right ones. Uh, as you know, the original Blade was 1998. The next one was simply called Blade 2. That was in 2002. And then the finale of the trilogy, as you know, simply Blade 3 or Blade Trinity, as it was also called, which was 2004. That blade, that other Blade one you looked at, Scott, uh, was actually from Blade the Series. That was a TV series that ran on Spike TV in 2006. What you had there were the first two episodes that were released as a separate DVD. Uh, it was a 13-episode series. It was actually pretty good. Obviously, it's not up to par for a the- theatrical movie, but it was still pretty well done. So it's something I've seen and would recommend to folks if they have an interest in the Blade mythology. But keep in mind, it was a TV series and not a theatrical movie, as you found out yourself. <laughs> Take care, guys. Okay, so he kind of sets the record straight. Right, and that's that's how I understood yeah. how the whole Blade series. Was. And of course, I did not know this going into the Blade series. I said, "Okay, Blade One." I typed in Blade, and this is one of the first ones that came up. Mm-hmm. So I had Blade One, Two, and Three. I didn't even realize there was a TV series, 
And uh, so when they mentioned that they were just – so I saw House of Citron, you were like – looked at me quizzically and I was like um, – I watched all three, and uh, he's in three of them. And see, that was what the, that's what confused me. I knew that Wesley Snipes were, was in three of them, but I only saw two of them, and I saw this other guy, and I'm expecting to be like the other Blade movies, and it's not a mm-hmm. cinematic production. It is a TV production, right? which uh, paled in comparison, quite mm-hmm. frankly. Didn't mean it's not good for TV. It just means it wasn't what I was expecting. And I think that's what threw me. Right. I mean, I, I did watch the TV series when it was on. I enjoyed it. Now it's 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 a bit dark, and it was on like at ten o'clock at night, so it could get by on some. You know, let's just say there's some things maybe said and done that wouldn't uh, work at eight o'clock at night on you know network TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, thank you so much for calling in and let me know uh, where I stand. So it means I still have another Blade movie to watch. I need to go back in time and watch Blade 2. I think I watched Blade 1 before, and so mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure now. I'm a little bit certain, so maybe I'll get it and say, oh, I watched this one. I need to watch Blade 1. But uh, some good I'm – I'm glad I have that movie left. Mm-hmm. So very good to do that. Kevin also called in again to talk a little bit about Balticon mm-hmm. and about – I don't know, twisting our arm to get to Dragon Con one of these years. Right. I'm going to have to go. That's just it. I know I said that this past year. It just didn't happen. But So let's hear from him. Hey, Scott and Miles. It's Kevin Batchelder. Just wanted to throw some feedback at you. been appreciating the podcast, as always. It was really great to hear some of your feedback about uh, getting to Balticon. That's a convention I've been hoping to get to. haven't been able to yet, but I know from the amount of people... Uh, podcasters specifically that go there and many of the other people that it's a great group and uh, and I'd love to be there myself. You were naturally talking about how you can only get to maybe two or three cons a year, uh, just like all of us with uh, limited funds and available time with family and work. That's certainly very understandable. But with that in mind, I'd really like to put in an, uh, another plug for you to consider making one of those conventions in 2013 to be Dragon Con. Now, I know you've been a fan of some of the smaller conventions, which is totally cool. I'm not trying to put one convention above another or say one type is better than another. But uh, as big sci-fi fans and as big fans of podcasting and uh, the sci-fi community, I think you owe it to yourself to get to a Dragon Con at some point. Yes, it's big with 50,000-plus attendees, but you know the events are held in five official hotels that are fairly close to each other. And with almost 40 different programming tracks, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to make your own convention. You don't have to try to do it all. You know, so if you want to kind of maybe just go and do nothing but Star Trek stuff, you can do that because uh, there's a Star Trek track. You know, they, uh, each of these individual tracks has their events starting around 10 a.m. every day, and they run until I think the last official panel ends at 12:30 a.m. That's even before we get to some of the parties and film festivals and other events. But you can pick and choose how much you want to do and how little and what time frames. But uh, there is just too much with over 400 celebrity guests on site. Even though it's big, it's still a very much uh, a very close-knit community of people because they very much understand how this works, and so do the celebs. So you're lucky to run into them almost anywhere, too. But if you want to go as a fan and talk to fellow fans, like I said, you can go and do nothing but Star Trek for four days. There's also a Star Wars track, a Stargate track, uh, Tolkien's Middle Earth, uh, Writers, uh, the Joss Whedon-verse. Uh, there's even Robotics and Science. Uh, puppetry is a new track this year, British media, American sci-fi classics. I could go on and on and on. So you get the idea. You get to do most anything, and it's really the energy is pretty amazing. So I hope at some point you're able to consider doing it. Uh, the reason I mentioned planning ahead is 
being as big as it is, the official hotel rooms for those five hotels do tend to go very fast, and they go in the fall the year before, so you've got to plan like 10 or 11 months ahead if you want to be at one of the official hotels. There are tons of other non-official ones you can get a room at, but if you want to try to be at the center of things, uh, you do need to plan ahead and grab a room uh, way ahead of time. But I've mentioned it before. I know you guys have got uh, your own uh, regular places you go, but just wanted to make sure I put another plug in there because it would be great to see the two of you down there at some point. Hope you take care. All right, Kevin, <laughs> we absolutely love you so much, and we might end up down there. We'll see. Uh, he did let's, – let's back up. He did start off talking about BaltCon and being a place that he might want to visit, and I could see that. I mean this is really a podcasting con. Yeah, and, and Kevin, we would love to see you at BaltCon if you can make it uh, sometime. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be there. Uh, at least one of us will be there. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. be there maybe next year. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see how it works into our schedule. Um, obviously a plug for DragonCon, and we debated – I debated with him back in September about going this year, and it just didn't seem like it was going to work. Right. Um, but I love how you said we owe it to ourselves. <laughs> uh, so, Miles, maybe we need to start a Kickstarter campaign, or you know, right. get the Sci-Fi Diner to Balticon, or maybe you know, we need to start saving up our tips. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for some better, better office chairs here, but maybe, uh, maybe actually, you know, saving up our tips uh, to uh, get I'll, to the Dragon mm, Con. That that maybe I'll, I'll say this. T- to you, Kevin, uh, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, as far as us going to Dragon Con, I don't, you know, it. it if you know, if, if, thing, if things were were different, I'm pretty sure, you know, and maybe Scott, maybe we, they will be. It, it may, maybe in a year or two, it will be. And you know, I mean, I do. I, I'm sold. I do want to go. I mean, yeah. um, well, you know, there is a huge Star Trek track that I hear that he mentioned quite a few times in that voicemail. That would I think be that was for you. Not, <laughs> like I said, he, he's preaching to the choir <laughs> as far as I mean I I would love to go to Dragon Con. I mean I I don't care. I mean yes it's a big con with fifty thousand people or however it is. Uh you know I, I still want to go to enjoy it. Um also there's a there's there's a Stargate, you know, part of it that, that would you know in Star Wars. So there, there there's I, I would really have to pick and choose what I'd want to do because there's so yeah. much cool stuff going on down there. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta think. I wonder. I wonder how much you might have to chalk out, or just say how much you would need to lay out financially to do it. Is five hundred dollars would that cover the con? Are we mm-hmm. looking at closer to a thousand? I mean, you know, where is this? If there, right. So if you've gone to Dragon Con, that might be, help be a deciding factor for me at least thinking of it. How much typically it would cost if you aren't going to buy a ton of souvenirs. Yeah, I mean, you got you got for your hotel, your travel, hotel, expense. food, mm-hmm. and tickets to the con. How much is it going to cost? Exactly. So, so. it's you know the, the the advantage for us. I mean, the cons we go to in Baltimore. I mean, we bum off your parents insanely. We we stay. Yeah, my um, my parents live a half hour away, and uh, it's just it works. It works. It works. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe we can find someone that lives down there. <laughs> hmm. Maybe maybe hmm. crash in their uh, crash in their floor or something, but. Um, uh, two other bits of news before we uh, sign out of the listener conversations here, and that is uh, we talked at length about why Sherlock would be put into the to a, like a genre show like sci-fi. Like we're here, we're a sci-fi show, and we're talking Sherlock, the series, the TV series. And Jason had this to say about it. He said, as far as Sherlock goes, it doesn't scream sci-fi, but Sherlock Holmes is such an iconic fictional character Put Moffat's name on top of that, and you immediately grab those Doctor Who Torchwood fans. 
I, I could definitely see the crossover. Yeah, and that's you know. uh, and that's probably why you're mm-hmm. going to see that touch on it, and therefore it might have that feel. Maybe some of the writing style and some of the things we like about Doctor Who might be infiltrated into the Sherlock series. <laughs> that so, that would make. What if that's another series that Kevin's watching? Maybe he can let us know what he thinks about it if he is watching Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about the G.I. Joe delay, and there's a whole, actually, series of movies that were delayed. But uh, Hearn commented and said... Uh, Hearn says, well, because it sucked. And, and converting to 3D will make it suck in three dimensions, too. <laughs> so definitely. definitely, definitely. Hearn, you know, I love you, man, but the problem with you is you just don't have an opinion on anything. Yeah, I mean, come on, Hearn, come on. Let us know what you really think about... 3D, you know, yeah. <laughs> and we really think about G.I. Joe being made into 3D and pushing it off, um, you know, and I did hear actually in news that that wasn't the only reason they pushed it off, but who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah, well, th- this is this is a summer for movies, and so it, it yeah. isn't, I mean. And, and in saying that, if you're going out to see science fiction, fantasy, horror-based movies, and you want to let us know what you thought about it, you can call in at one 508 you can email us. You can actually type the email or attach an MP3, and we'll play it on the show. That's what Kevin and Colin did. They mm-hmm. attached an MP3, and they put it on, and we'll happily play and comment on them. Let us know what you thought of Falling Skies, the premiere of it, because by the next time we talk, that premiere will be done and over, and I Can't will wait. be watching. Me I'll too. be watching. In fact, I wonder if I can subscribe on iTunes now. Oh, okay. Mm, that'd be great, because that's the way I'll watch it through iTunes. Mm-hmm. It'd be great, great treadmill fodder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, but thank you so much for joining us on our listener feedback episode. Please check out the SciFiDinerPodcast.com website. There's links to everywhere you can find us. And if you really love what we're doing, consider uh, contributing to the tip jar a little bit. But I believe that's about it, Miles. All right. Well, until next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.